A good evening, fellow listeners and filmers, marriers, killers from far and wide. Welcome to another episode of Film Mary Kill. I'm Andy Mitchell uh, here alone in my studio in my new home. And I'm still missing Sam, but fear not, we shall be back together soon. This is another solo oh no low episode with just me talking at you about the movies I watched this week and rating them on the problematic fuck Mary kill scale. Uh, hope you're doing well. I hope you had a good 4th of July. I'm recording this at the very last minute to get to the Thursday, uh, the Thursday, uh, drop date that you're all so used to. Um, thank you for letting me have that week off. I know I was, I had to beg you for it, but, uh, thank you for letting me have that time off. The home is coming together well still has some boxes that are empty and boxes that are still full that are strewn about that we need to do something with we still have some uh, more furniture to buy the future wife colette and i but we'll get to that all in due time um whenever we record next week i don't know i don't know if there is going to be a show next week to be honest i'm sorry sam to tell you like this but Next week, it's a pretty busy week at my day job, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit in time to record. Plus, I live on a completely different side of Chicago now from Sam. Sam can't just walk over to the house unless he wants to walk for hours at a time, um, which I don't think he does. So don't worry. That doesn't mean the show is off-off. We might do a Zoom episode Um, We might have to uh, get some uh, ducks in order to find a third location. There are a few third location options. Well, there really is just one third location option, a nice uh, podcast studio that future wife Colette um, has alerted me to. So these episodes might sound a lot better in the future. So get on this, guys. Get on the ground floor. Tell your friends. Like and rate it. Subscribe. We're on all your podcatcher apps. You know, you're listening to us right now. Ah, Well, I want to talk about the movies I watched this week. And I've also got Sam's uh, letterbox up. So maybe I can talk about some of the movies he's watched. Um, You can follow along, comment, and uh, just be nice people by following us on Letterboxd. Um, You can go to uh, Sam Lounsbury, L-O-U-N-S-B-U-R-Y. For his letterbox and i'm kinetic android like the words kinetic and the words android oh hey let's see if there's any a new mail um you can email us at film mary kill mary of course with two r's at protonmail.com let's log in and see and ooh, oh i see we've got a somebody um Someone named Atia Seth contacting you to find out if you have need for IT software or mobile application software. Ah, yes, we get good, we get good spam at this email address. We'd like questions, of course, or comments. Um, all all that stuff can be sent to filmmarykill at protonmail.com. That's where uh, Chris Thomas um, got his his challenge in a blood rain several weeks ago. I apologize to Chris and to Tommy Spears. Not that they knew this, but they were definitely on my uh, list uh, in my mind of who I would want to have a guest co-host these, uh, this Sam hiatus. 
Uh, instead, you got uh, my family, essentially. You got uh, Stat Matt and future wife, Colette. I don't know. I hope you enjoyed those episodes. I had fun making them. I definitely would have also had fun with uh, Chris. And especially, I feel like Tommy Spears is definitely due to be on the show after the completely unnecessary abuse we gave him that one time. Um, so yeah, Tommy, the, the door is open. We'll, we'll be in touch. We'll, we'll have to figure this out when Sam gets back and we have a better cadence of recording this now in this new normal of me living far away. All right. So a lot has happened. Uh, I have actually started watching movies again in a semi-regular fashion. I can't remember if the last thing I watched last episode was too fast, too furious or stutterer. Um, I could look it up, I suppose. Um, but I'm not, I'm going to just let this, uh, mystery and this error and lapse in my judgment, just hang out, (laughs) just hang on for all eternity. I'm going to do as little editing as possible. You know, that's my MO with solo episodes. You know, that's how I like to do a solo episode, Sam, to just stumble over all my words one at a time. So let's say it was too fast, too furious, which I'm not going to talk too much about. Um, in fact, let me talk a little bit about the Fast and Furious challenge that uh, I gave to Sam. And he has already completed, like completed as of the 26th of June. He got in F9. Um, ooh, what is this thing called Los Bandoleros? I'm noticing this on his, I, on his page. Oh, is this like a short film? Oh, a little short film that tells the backstory leading up to uh the fourth film fast and furious oh man i could have uh great now i'm not going to be a completist anyway i'll i'll figure that out before we meet again he's done the challenge i of course decided to make a life decision and buy property so i haven't been as thorough on it but as of this very taping i did finish furious seven so uh, to future wives, great relief. There are two more movies to watch at home before we could go see F9. She has joined me on the first four movies. Um, well, first three and a half. I guess I'm counting it as a, uh, as a Colette watch um, for f- the fourth movie, but she did fall asleep like 30 minutes before it ended. So... I had to kind of give her the uh, 411 on what happened. And then she just said it was okay if I could watch I could watch these without her. So I got Fast Five, uh, Furious Six, or uh, sorry, Fast and Furious Six. These, these titles, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't want to say too much about what I think of the Fast and Furious saga. I don't know what Sam might have in store or what I even have in store for our first episode back, which will definitely be mostly about... <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. Um, but I, I will say that I almost bowed out. I almost um, thought that this challenge would not be won by me. That it was something that Sam could claim victory over me and that would be something I just have to live with. Um, but there is a point in this series where suddenly it becomes a lot more fun. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I just know that I've got uh, The Fate of the Furious, um, Hobbs and Shaw, apparently this short movie that <laughs> exists and maybe I should have 
watched, uh, I should have kept that DVD from the library to maybe have watched it, or maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And then, yeah, we'll try to see F9 in theaters, the future wife and I. We did see another movie in theaters. Let's talk about all the non-Fast and Furious movies I saw. We'll go in reverse chronological order. So the last non-Fast and Furious movie we I watched uh, was on the 4th of July. And you guessed it, I rewatched Independence Day. Something I hadn't seen in quite a long time, hadn't logged before. And it was on HBO Max. I thought I might have to rent it because it seemed like the kind of movie that never is on a streaming service during the Independence Day holiday. But it was. And I watched it. I rewatched it. It might have been my favorite movie when I was 11. And uh, it, 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 it feels of a piece with watching a bunch of Fast and Furious movies as well. It's, of course, a big kind of dumb action movie. You, you may have seen it. It's got Will Smith. It's got Jeff Goldblum. Roland Emmerich directed it. Listen, the important movie came the two movies before because on the third... Colette and I celebrated our 300th movie. I keep track, of course, as a loyal letterbox users, and I was using it before we started dating. So at some point, I started just counting on a private list all the letterbox loggable things we watched together, and uh, we hit 300. Now, Colette was thinking, I was trying to say we need to do something big for every centennial movie the 100th movie we watched together we watched uh one of her all-time favorites disney's the little mermaid for the 200th movie she decided she wanted to branch out and decided she wanted to watch an alfred hitchcock movie and that ultimately was vertigo which is pretty cool she dove right into the deep end of hitchcock um so that was our 200th movie the 300th movie I mean, we filled up some slots with the uh, first four Fast and Furious movies. Uh, and then 299, uh, the movie before this uh, that we watched uh, the night before, came up. And, you know, what? I was hoping that, like, she had something uh, ready to go. And, like, yes, this is the one we'll watch. But I, probably for the best, my, my future wife is not like me in soup being super obsessed about movies and maybe thinking about what would be the best movie to watch on a certain day. Initially she was trying to see if there's anything fun in theater that could, um, that could work. That could be a real fun, like, Oh, date night, let's do this. Unfortunately in the Heights has already come out. So that was off the table and nothing seemed too exciting in the future. She did almost say that um well it could have been fast five the 300th movie could have been fast five um because we were on the way and she had just fallen asleep after fast and furious um and because of that she probably wasn't super excited to get back into the series even though that's kind of when things get things get fun i'm sorry i'm not talking about fast and furious anymore uh, until until i talk to sam anyway the 300th movie could have been Fast Five. It could have been Space Jam. Colette has never seen Space Jam. The uh, the first, the of course, I mean the original. The one that's called Space Jam. Uh, starring Michael Jordan and Bill Murray and Wayne Knight and cartoons. I loved it as a child. I haven't really seen it since. Um, I remember I was dating somebody in 2010 uh, and I tried to 
persuade them to rent it for uh, a date night and she refused. <laughs> so I haven't seen it for well over 10 years uh, aside from, you know, clips on the internet and, you know, getting it from osmosis from various movie podcasts. It could have been, it could have been Space Jam. But then I started thinking long and hard and started thinking I wanted it to feel more like, like the 100th movie. Like, let's watch a movie that she loves that she has loved, that I haven't seen in a while or haven't logged, that we haven't watched together. And it had come up in conversation prior. It shares a name with one of her best friends of all time. I said, hey, honey, you know what's on Stars? Let's watch Annie. Let's watch the musical Annie from 1982, directed inexplicably by John Huston. <laughs> she probably didn't care about that. Uh, particular fact but um, she was all game for it and I thought this would be an okay movie to watch together I have a bit of a history with Annie because I have a, uh, a sister who during my teenage years would pick one or two movies and just watch them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again so Sound of Music uh, Chicago Moulin Rouge um, Annie Annie was watched a bunch via a library VHS tape. Oh, a lot of summers. And I was probably understandably a bit sick of it after a while. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to watch uh, a movie that I'd seen before but hadn't seen in a long time. Hopefully watch it with fresh eyes. Now that I have a much greater appreciation for movie musicals, as you've probably heard me and future wife talk about, on the episode she co-hosted. So, yes, that was our 300th movie. This is a lot just to tell you that we watched Annie, which you probably could have already figured out if you just followed me on Letterboxd. Then you're wondering why I'm talking. Then why are you even listening? I don't I don't know. Listen, the night before we saw Annie, we saw Zola, the uh, new movie based on the great Twitter thread uh, about uh, strippers going to Florida and getting wrapped up in uh, <laughs> terrifying hijinks involving sex trafficking and social media. Uh, we saw that at a theater. This is our third theater movie? I'm going to start stop counting. I'm going to stop counting the number of times we go to a theater post-pandemic. We're vaccinated. They're open. We still wear our masks. We still socially distance. Um, we're very excited that they're back. So we saw Zola, and that was great. Uh, we saw Fast and Furious. I watched the Roger Corman produced uh, original The Fast and the Furious from 1954. Nothing like the series, except that it involves cars. Um, on the 26th, uh, a few days after um, Father's Day, I wish I'd watched this on Father's Day. I watched The Royal Tenenbaums. I re-watched it. I'm trying to get all the Wes Anderson movies logged before The French Dispatch comes out. But if this if we've learned anything from this fast and furious marathon is that I'm probably not going to do that on time. So I don't know who's going to be disappointed with that, if anybody, um, but that that's a fact uh, that I was, that I'm watching Wes Anderson movies if I can. And you know what? Royal Tenenbaums is the bomb. And then, yeah, there's Tokyo drift before that. And then I'll, let's pretend this whole week started with, an Academy Award winning short film that you can find on YouTube called Stutterer. 
about a man who uh, gets into a nice romantic relationship even though he has a crippling stuttering problem. Uh, it's quite good. It's quite good. I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, in lieu of the three and three thing, because the movies are now so kind of weirdly ordered with, with all the Fast and Furious stuff, I'm going to kind of do it, do it this week the way we did it at the beginning where we talked about the movies we watched and just picked one out of all these these movies. If there's one you'd want to want to marry, one you'd want to kill, and one you just want to have a nice night with, you know, go on a have a nice drink, have a nice dance, maybe go to their place, and then, you know, just have the memory for forever and ever. I'm weird. I don't know why this is the concept of the show. I pitched to Sam. He was into it. And here we are. So outside of the Fast and Furious movies, the the nominees are Independence Day, which was a rewatch. Annie, which was a rewatch. Um, Zola, The Royal Tenenbaums, and Stutterer. Royal Tenenbaums is a rewatch. Ooh, there's three rewatches. Let's stick with the rewatches. Let me again just recommend uh, Stutterer again on YouTube. Nice short film, very well acted, very well edited. Um, and Zola, Zola's an interesting movie. Zola probably would have been a would have been a fuck if I was doing this for all of them. It's it's very aesthetically in, uh, interesting and fun to look at. Um, there's definitely some funny moments, some darkly funny moments. Uh, Nicholas Braun as the kind of hapless boyfriend of uh, Stephanie's white stripper uh, counterpart has some of the funniest shit I've seen in a movie since, uh, since, uh, of this year. So go see Zola. I do. I am held back a little bit because I think it's got a lot of interesting things and a lot of interesting ideas at play, but I don't feel like they all entirely coalesce into something super compelling, compelling enough for sure. But I, it did, it, I felt a little at a distance at certain points of the movie. And I kind of wished it had tied together a little bit more, a little bit more cinematically. I'm still again, refascinated by the story and have that Rolling Stone profile that the movie is based off, uh, essentially bookmarked on my phone and, uh, do enjoy reading it. There's so many crazy details. All right. So let's stick to the rewatch movies. Um, Independence Day, Annie, and the Royal Tenenbaums. You know what? Very, very easy. I'm fucking Independence Day. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's also kind of the... It's kind of the bellwether, I think. Or at least it is like the template for big, dumb, sci-fi, blockbuster, disaster movie. Like, stuff happens in that movie that... The movie passes as seriously without it passes without the wink of like, hey, we know this is a cliche like, oh, I picked the wrong day to quit drinking. Really, dude? Really, Randy Quaid? <laughs> you didn't see Airplane a bajillion times? And you. Eh, all right. And it, it's fun. And it's a little bit of nostalgia because, again, when I saw it in theaters when I was 11, I thought this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> and it is kind of still striking and crazy and terrifying but still kind of crazy to see major cities get blowed up real good by aliens also you know will smith is a charisma machine especially he was at the in the mid 90s um 
obviously I'm going to marry the Royal Tenenbaums. I might rank that number one as oh, my favorite Wes Anderson movie. It also is a sentimental favorite. Um, it, as I wrote, it makes me think of my dad. Um, and it's, it's so, it's what I think of when I think of Wes Anderson movies. I know a lot of people like Rushmore and I like Rushmore too. But I just feel like Wes Anderson really leveled up with Royal Tenenbaums in terms of the grandness of the story, the you know uniqueness and really well executed um, vision, his uh, production design and aesthetics, um, all just sort of made that perfect balance of being kind of kitschy and cute, but also really sort of sad and sardonic all the kind of kitsch gets undercut uh by gene hackman and the really depressing painful story um at the heart of it not that it's like a depressing movie i hate when people say like oh it's depressing i don't want to watch it i get i do get that i don't want to watch something that is devoid of hope which is kind of why i don't like a lot of horror movies or especially a lot of like doom dread horror movies it takes a lot to want to be in that space. I remember I dated somebody who said The Shining was their favorite movie and I was baffled. It's like, you want to watch The Shining over and over again. That's the movie? Like, you want to be in that dread-soaked environment forever? Anyway, I digress. Um, the Royal Ten of Bombs is not a dread-soaked environment. It has emotional moments. Um, it has sad moments, but ultimately is about um, a family uh, coming together and trying to redeem themselves. And that's beautiful. Uh, so unfortunately, to future wife, to my sister, and to lovers of musicals, uh, I gave Annie a, another try. I tried to put on my grown-up glasses and appreciate what it was offering, which is some good dancing, some fine fine filmmaking from uh, a classic director, John Huston. Um but just some, oh boy, kid acting is really, really, kid acting has really come a long way, hasn't it? Um, I mean, no offense to these kids who put their all in it too, but there's just a fucking shiny, squeaky smile to everything the kids do in this movie. And it just, oh boy, it kind of annoys me. And Carol Burnett doesn't quite redeem it all from that. Carol Burnett's great. Bernadette Peters and Tim Curry are great. Um, but yeah, I also, I, <laughs> I'd be the one guy if that's, if this story happened in real life and I was working for the Warbucks foundation or some shit and be like, why are we all into this orphan? <laughs> like, what is it about her? It's like, she smiles and she's got a positive outlook. We got to love her. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I'm glad we watched it as our 300th movie. I think it was very appropriate for that occasion. But yeah, I, uh, if I don't have to watch it for the next 300 movies, I will be okay. All right. That's been my film Mary Kill for the week. Let's look at what Sam's been watching besides the um, Fast and Furious movies. Let's see. So the seventh, he got, he's got some shorts from Pixar in. He got Piper and Bao. I've seen Bao. I probably have seen Piper. I just haven't logged it. He watched a new Soderbergh movie on HBO Max called No Sudden Move. Still got to see that. Ooh, he watched Summer of Soul. Ooh, Sam, text me. I want to know if what you think of that movie. I hope you love it. Um, 
Sensor, I'm going to assume that's a horror movie because I don't recognize it. <laughs> he rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What was his review? Let's click on this right now. Let's, this, is this compelling podcasting? Who cares? Um, prior review, More Than Hateful Eight, Less Than Jackie Brown. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I, I also want to rewatch uh, and relog all of the Tarantino movies at some point. I did put a hold on his uh, novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So maybe that's something we'll talk about. Looks like another short. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. Sam rewatched, um, or I don't know if he rewatched it. He watched Speed, um, a movie I talked up on a previous podcast, uh, the great Keanu Reeves action movie from the 90s. He also watched Speed 2, Cruise Control. <laughs> With Jason Patrick, which is a movie I saw in theaters. I remember, I believe, I think his name is Travis. I think my my friend and uh, his mom took us. Uh, we all went to the Arcata Theater in St. Charles, Illinois and watched Speed 2 Cruise Control. And I liked it. I was a kid. I also liked, I don't know, Independence Day. So don't come at me. Ah, he watched In the Heights, which again... I loved, might be my favorite movie of the year. Um, let's see. Post credits scene roll. Lights come up. Steven Spielberg. Well, we're fucked. Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to have to, uh, I know it's leaving HBO Max soon. So I got to rewatch that or at least put that on to see that post credits scene that I missed when it was in the theaters. Ah, uh, whoops. All right. Then he watched Hackers. He watched F9. He watched News of the World, which is also coming from the library. He watched that Roger Corman, The Fast and the Furious, um, which we'll talk about. Demolition Man, never seen. He's watched Hobbs and Shaw and Fate of the Furious. I'll, he really got them all down. I'm really impressed because he got because we saw a Quiet Place Part Two together. So he watched Fast and the Furious, then he got Too Fast and Turbocharged in one day, then Tokyo Drift, then Fast and Furious, then Fast Five, then Fast Furious 6, then Furious 7, then Fate, then Hobbs and Shaw. He just like did it in a week. You know what? That it's easy to do when you're on vacation and not buying a house and moving, huh? Uh, what was I thinking? Why did I even put this challenge to myself? Am I going to do any film or kill? I'm trying to pick the, of the movies I've seen that aren't Fast and Furious related that he's come out with. I mean, let's be real. Two of the best movies of the year so far he has seen. Uh, Summer of Soul and In the Heights. So, which one of those would I marry? I might want to rewatch Summer of Soul now that it's out. I, can, I think In the Heights... I want, I worry that I've, cause some people have been more critical of in the Heights than I felt. And I certainly had like some criticism of it, but I think just the joy of seeing it in the theater overall was overwhelming. And, you know, maybe it will, it will die down after that initial enthusiasm, but I also just kind of want to hold on to that enthusiasm. I don't really want to ruin my feeling about it. Anyway, I still want to watch that post credit scene. So I'll get to that eventually. Speed 2 Cruise Control, though. I <laughs> Speed 2, Hackers, and what's the other 90s movie? And Demolition Man. There would be a good. I haven't seen all, 
I haven't seen two of those movies at all. I've never seen Hackers or Demolition Man. And as I mentioned, it's been decades since I've seen Speed 2 Cruise Control. But Sam, if you could if you could text me uh, how you would uh, fuck, Mary kill, Speed 2 Cruise Control, Hackers, and Demolition Man, that would make me... That would make me quite happy. All right. I got no more things to say. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Film Mary Kill. Like I said, um, next week, I'm, it's a bit up in the air, um, but we're gonna, I'm going to chat with Sam and we're going to try to figure something out. I'm betting it's going to be a Zoom show. I'm betting we're just going to try to do an old school um, pandemic lockdown Zoom podcast where we talk about the music we uh, music? Ugh. We're not editing. No editing. Keep going. We'll talk about The Fast and the Furious. We'll talk about all 14-esque films. <laughs> There's nine films. There's Hobbs and Shaw. There's apparently two little short things. Levanderos, uh, Turbocharged. There is that original uh, Roger Corman movie that has nothing to do with the series and just shares the title. <laughs> but we'll probably throw that in there as well. Um, are we going to talk about our favorite moments? I don't know. That seems like something film spotting did are we going to just rank them i think that might be fun to rank them and i I, I wonder if it's going to be different i feel like i have different rankings based on how other people have rated them on letterboxd like i mean i don't want to sound i don't want to again give anything away too much but so far my favorite is one that people are like it's okay it's not as good as the one that came before and i'm baffled by this but you know what? We'll talk about it more uh, when we talk about it. Thanks again for listening. Please like and review. Please email us at filmmarykillaprotonmail.com. Kinetic Android's my letterbox. Sam Lounsbury is Sam Lounsbury's letterbox. And we'll see you, hopefully, next week. Shebang! Shebang! <laughs>